Welcome to A Passion to Serve. My name is Don Kutnicki and I'm the host of the podcast. I've spent the majority of my professional career developing and implementing policies and programs to help break the vicious cycle of poverty that too many people endure. With A Passion to Serve, I bring you stories of individuals from all walks of life who are working towards similar goals and objectives. During our interviews, we discuss employment and training programs, Head Start services, financial literacy instruction, and so much more. And of course, I also speak to the people who are utilizing these programs to help create a better life for themselves and their families. I hope you decide to join me and learn about these amazing people who all have a passion to serve. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of A Passion to Serve. I'm glad to welcome back staff attorney Anna Hill from the Michigan Immigrant Rights Center, or Merck. Anna, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Don. Well, Anna, we were just talking briefly, and as I mentioned, there always is a lot of different activities and initiatives that are going on with the Michigan Immigrants Rights Center. And right now, you're currently involved in a campaign regarding the rights and protections of undocumented workers. Can you tell me a little bit about the campaign? Yes, I would love to. So for the past 17 years, the state of Michigan has been excluding undocumented workers from workers' compensation wage loss. And it's one of the broadest exclusions of workers across the country. And even though there's been further development in the law, uh, Michigan's workers' comp agency has continued this practice. So we've actually brought a lawsuit that we filed um, on November 4th, demanding that Michigan follow state Supreme Court precedent and due process to ensure that all workers have the same access to the workers' compensation system. So what, what would be the rationale against this, against providing workers' compensation insurance, other than the cost savings to our employers, although obviously it's a very short-sighted perspective? Yeah, what we see is, is that the current interpretation really only serves um, to create a loophole for, um, for employers and insurance companies. Um, to save insurance companies, uh, you know, a few dollars and not having to pay out uh, workers' comp to people who are injured on the job. Um, and this is really at the expense of um, people that are going to work um, every day and putting their health and safety at risk. Well, so you had put together a letter that Telemon Corporation, Corporation, for example, signed on, and I know you had a lot of other organizations that signed on as well. And I, I believe that the letter really is very telling and, and describes very, very accurately the importance of this. And I'm just going to take a few snippets from the letter that Mark put together. Michigan cannot function without the contributions of essential immigrant workers. The COVID-19 pandemic has revealed just how crucial the work is that immigrant workers perform every day in our state, both for our state's economy and to put food on our tables. And then the letter goes on and talks about the critical role that our essential immigrant workers perform in a variety of industries. And not that all employers are bad actors, but without this insurance and this protection, there is a greater likelihood that our immigrant workforce will be put in more dangerous situations with 
by employers who know that they really won't be held accountable for any negative consequences. That's exactly right, Don. And I think you, you know, highlight a really important point there that um, it's been made all the more evident during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that immigrant workers are doing so many jobs that all of us rely on that helps put food on our table, a roof over our heads. Um, and oftentimes these are very dangerous jobs. And so workers are, are going to work every day, um, put in dangerous situations. And the law should really be um, designed to protect workers at the workplace, not encourage um, those unscrupulous employers um, to, you know, to take advantage of, of loopholes in the law. And by protecting all workers, including undocumented workers, we really encourage safer workplaces for everyone. The Michigan Immigrant Rights Center is challenging the Michigan Court of Appeals 2003 decision in Sanchez versus Eagle Ally. Why is that and how is that connected to the campaign that you're currently involved in and the lawsuit that was filed today? So the case you mentioned from 2003 is the case that um, began um Michigan Workers' Comp Agency's practice of what we think is a misinterpretation of the law to exclude undocumented workers from wage loss benefits um, when they're injured at work and not able to um, continue working. And we um, think there's strong evidence that um, that Michigan State Supreme Court cases have shown that's not the correct interpretation of the law um, and that continuing to follow um, that case uh, violates due process as well. Do you have examples of individuals that have come to Merck um, as a direct result of not having these types of protections in place? and examples of some of the consequences that they are experiencing right now? Uh, yes, definitely. Unfortunately, um, we've had client after client come to us um, who were undocumented workers that were seriously injured at work um, and were left with no recourse um, and struggling um, to provide for themselves and their families. And that's really what was the impetus for us to see the need for systemic change on this issue. Um, one of those clients um, was a dairy worker for many years. Um, one day he was driving a tractor that he knew um, needed to be repaired, had told his manager needed to be repaired and was told he needed to take that tractor out anyway. And um, the fork on the front of the tractor fell, crushed his leg, almost severed his leg. Um, he's had to have multiple surgeries over the course of a year, hasn't been able to work um, for over a year, um, and was left with no income for himself or his family during that time. Uh, another client of ours um, is a mother of five. Um, she's worked in farm work in Michigan for over a decade. 
and she was hit by a high-low, like a forklift, um, at a pumpkin packing facility. Um, her foot was broken. She was unable to work for many months. Um, she was denied um, workers' compensation wage loss, like our other client, um, and had to depend on um, relatives and, and charity assistance to make ends meet. She's still in a lot of pain, um, still struggling with um, feeling despair from um, being out of work for so long and also still needs surgery um, on her foot that she has not been able to get. Um, these are just a couple of, of many examples of clients that um, had serious injuries and then were left for many months um, unable to work with no income. Um, and it really has, you know, an effect um, potentially many years down the line in their lives. Well, and I think, too, it, it affects every area of their life. That it affects their physical ability to function, to get around. I would imagine it has some real consequences just within the family and personal relations when you go through such a traumatic experience like this. Anna, now that the lawsuit has been filed today, can you just give me kind of a big picture as to what are some of the next steps in the process to um, to, try, to try to challenge this uh, interpretation of Sanchez versus Ego Ally? Sure. A lot of that will depend on, on how the state responds to our lawsuit. And you mentioned a, a sign-on letter that um, you know, over 40 community organizations also signed on to urging the state to take action on this issue. Um, we're committed to seeing this through the, the legal process and, um, you know, committed to, um, to fighting for this change. Um, so the court processes can be, um, very long. And I think some of that re remains to be seen in terms of, um, how the state responds and then where that leads us. Where can people learn more about this campaign and also learn more about the Michigan Immigrant Rights Center in general? So we have a website, michiganimmigrant.org. We also have a Facebook page for the Michigan Immigrant Rights Center. Um, we would definitely invite folks to, to check us out there. We have been posting about um, this lawsuit and this issue on our Facebook page. would love to have folks um, share uh, those posts with their friends and families. Um, and then we're, Merck is uh, the plaintiff in this lawsuit, and we're being represented by Public Justice and the Sugar Law Center. So folks would also be welcome to check out um, their websites as well. Anna, as the lawsuit unfolds and this campaign continues to move forward, I will definitely invite you back so you can provide us with updates on the podcast about how things are moving forward. And I want to thank you again for joining me today on A Passion to Serve. Thanks so much, and thanks to your listeners for considering this really important issue.
Thank you for listening to A Passion to Serve. You can follow A Passion to Serve on Spotify, where you have access to my interviews from seasons one through three, along with recently published episodes. Until next time.